millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone. And, as always, welcome back to another exciting episode of Red Pill News Live. As always, I'm your host, Zach Payne, the Corruption Detector, coming to you live from the sunny coast of Florida. Hope you guys are having a great day. Good to see all those familiar, friendly faces over there in the chat on Rumble and, of course, on Pilled.net. Thank you for hanging out with us, guys. I sincerely appreciate it. Appreciate your commitment to truth and holding the corrupt accountable. We have some interesting news today. Obviously, yesterday, the big news was that President Trump and 18 co-conspirators, quote-unquote, were indicted for a host of garbage charges. We're going to be taking a look at those charges, what they mean, what we can likely expect to see in court. Now, of course, President Trump is not going to take this lying down. He's had his own statements. He's also been ahead of Joe Biden in terms of uh, paying homage to the lives that have been lost in Maui. Joe Biden himself finally commented, And it was a slap in the face, as you might expect. Also, some bad news for Hunter Biden. And maybe some good news for Julian Assange. How's that for irony? President Trump coming up on potential 717 years in prison. Julian Assange may be going home. Sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and we'll be right back after this. 
So a nationwide bank was recently hit by a massive cyber attack that exposed the social security numbers, full names, birth dates, and even more of nearly half a million banking customers. Now, unfortunately for those that have been affected, the damage could have been minimized or prevented with a quality cybersecurity service like Virtual Shield One. Virtual Shield One includes identity protection, fraud monitoring, social security protection, dark web monitoring, an industry-leading VPN, malware, and ad blocking, online search data removal, and up to $1 million worth of insurance, and so much more. Now, the best part is you can get it all with a 60-day risk-free trial of Virtual Shield 1 using my special link in the description below. It includes unlimited access to Virtual Shield's identity protection suite and several other free gifts. So simply go to virtualshield.com forward slash redpill78 or just click the link in the description box below. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, so let me make a comment to TCV over here. Zach, make it make sense for me. How is it exciting for Weiss to be the special counsel when the co-sign, when he co-signed the failed Hunter plea deal? Seems like a major conflict of interest to me. Well, I'm not saying specifically that David Weiss being special counsel is necessarily exciting. I think it gives us a certain opportunity for a renewed investigative lens to be placed on the Biden crime family. And as special counsel, it will afford David Weiss the jurisdiction that he needs to bring charges against Hunter Biden in other places. Now, thinking about the failed plea deal. Well, that failed plea deal was uh, brought together with the assistance of David Weiss and his team and, of course, Hunter Biden's legal team. Now, David Weiss gave some signals, I guess you'd say, leading up to the date of that court uh, uh, proceeding, that his hands had been tied, that uh, Merrick Garland was not allowing him the jurisdiction necessary to bring charges that he wanted to bring. Uh, And, of course, uh, he had speculated openly in the public that the case against Hunter Biden was ongoing. It was Hunter Biden's legal team themselves that wanted this to end with the charges that he would be copping to in that plea deal. And the ultimate immunity for any possible future charges, that was also something that the defense team for Hunter Biden was trying to sneak in. Now, David Weiss never gave any indication that he wanted to give Hunter Biden uh, ultimate immunity. He also never gave any indication that the plea deal that Hunter Biden was planning to take would be the end of any future investigations. I think that David Weiss had his hands quite literally tied professionally and philosophically by Merrick Garland, Joe Biden's Justice Department, and he could only do and say so much. But I truly believe that he knew that when they got to that courtroom and the judge started picking through the particulars of that plea deal, that she would be forcing all of them to come to uh, a kind of awakening, if you will, uh, about what was really going on. And certainly she's not going to let Hunter Biden just get blanket immunity for something that he rightfully should be charged with. So 
When it comes to the situation of David Weiss as a special counsel, yes, it could go one of two ways. Either David Weiss is going to, at the behest of the Biden regime and the Justice Department, cover up the investigation, continue to drag it out until at some point it expires past the uh, statute of limitations and no charges can be brought. Or David Weiss is going to actively investigate Hunter Biden and the Biden crime family, and it will result in charges or at the very least in uh, public dissemination of information. Now, how do I know which one of those it's going to be? I don't. I mean, and I wake up every day knowing that I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, all I can do is come to you here on this program and suggest to you the, the possible outcomes that we're going to be seeing. There are definitely people who believe that David Weiss's appointment as special prosecutor is somehow anointed by a group of uh, well-intentioned, powerful people working behind the scenes to ensure that uh, Hunter gets to the justice that we want to see. Uh, I prefer to believe that that's the case, that we are working towards justice. I don't know exactly how we're going to get there, but I do believe that ultimately at the end of this exercise – we will arrive at the point where we'll be happy about what's happening. So TCV, I hope you uh, appreciate my answer. He says, you haven't said this, but others have. Isn't he investigating himself? I applaud the failed deal, but it just seems like someone else should be the special counsel, not the guy who worked uh, or agreed to the. Well, that's the thing. He never agreed to it. That was the that that was the sticking point. You know, the judge in the case. Well, and David Weiss is not investigating the situation. He's investigating the crimes of the Biden family. He's not investigating the terms by which this supposed plea deal was uh, originally reached. What he's investigating are all of the crimes that Joe and Hunter and the Biden crime family committed while they were acting as a criminal conspiracy under the guise of a political dynasty. That's what's being investigated. So maybe that helps uh, with uh, the, the any confusion that might exist. But uh, but no, David Weiss, there's no conflict of interest because there's no crimes uh, of his own, supposedly, that he's going to be in investigating. Um, I repeat that the plea deal, the intention by the defense was to get Hunter into ultimate immunity. The prosecution had never specifically proclaimed that. And when the judge asked for them to specify, they said no. He is remaining open to future charges, specifically as a violation of the Foreign Agents Registration Act. And that sticking point is the point that the defense could not allow to stand. That's why Hunter Biden decided to choose not guilty. And that's why the federal government has brought it to the point where they believe that there is no possibility of reaching a plea deal. It's David Weiss in his office that reached that point with Hunter Biden's attorneys, they said to the government, the only way we think we're going to get this resolved is with Hunter Biden going to trial. So, yeah, I just, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing that there's any sort of conflict with David Weiss or, or anything along those uh, those lines. But I will tell you this. Hunter Biden's own lawyer 
appears to believe that there is going to be some over overriding conflict of interest because uh, he has been asked to have himself removed from the case. Now, this is all in regards to that plea deal that that you mentioned. So actually, I really appreciate you bringing it up here at the beginning and allowing me to segue into it. It helps out. Um, But this man's name is uh, Christopher Clark. He's been the lead lawyer uh, for Hunter Biden. Uh, and he's asked the Delaware judge that's overseeing the case for the, her permission to withdraw from the case, specifically because that plea deal has fallen apart. Now, why would that be? Well, it appears that he's going to be called as a witness in the future. Uh, Hunter Biden's lead criminal defense attorney is asking to be removed because he may have to be a witness for the prosecution in the future because of the terms of that plea deal falling apart. Based on recent developments, it appears that the negotiation and drafting of the plea agreement and diversion agreement will be contested. And Mr. Clark is a percipient witness to those issues. So last Friday, of course, was when Merrick Garland announced that uh, the U.S. attorney for Delaware, David Weiss, would be appointed as special counsel. Uh, He had previously asked for special counsel status so that he could look into Hunter Biden and uh, to ultimately charge him wherever he found potential crimes. Uh, And of course, uh, that initial plea deal, as uh, as you so mentioned, uh, fell apart and uh, Hunter Biden pled not guilty to the the, the tax charges. He pled not guilty to the gun charges. He's not going to get the diversion now. But after the special counsel uh, was announced as now a federal prosecutor looking at it as a uh, a special counsel investigation, uh, Hunter Biden's plea deal was unable to move any farther. And so now it is actually going to be going forward in a trial. Uh, All I can say is I hope, sincerely hope, that David Weiss is going to do the right thing, that he's actually going to investigate Hunter Biden, he's going to isolate those crimes, and he's going to charge him with those criminal actions that he was uh, committing. Uh, Now, prosecutors say that the venue for Hunter Biden's tax-related charges, it's either going to be in California or D.C. It's not going to be in Delaware. Uh, He says the venue for these offenses does not lie in Delaware. Rather, venue for these offenses and any other related tax offenses lies either in the Central District of California or the District of Columbia. Those two jurisdictions are the ones that I would be more worried about. Uh, I think that it was more likely that if Hunter Biden was going to be charged and actually going to trial in Delaware. Well, maybe not in Delaware because the Biden's own Delaware. I don't know. I, I honestly can't tell you if there's a, a fair place in the United States, uh, any of the, our court systems where Hunter Biden would get a fair trial, meaning that he would actually be held accountable for the criminal actions he has uh, undergone and engaged in over the last uh, you know, 20 years of his life or whatever it might be. But going to California, I mean, it's a Democrat haven. Uh, Going to the District of Columbia, that's also another Democrat haven. Uh, Both of these decisions, though, could shine a massive light on the rampant criminality and, and, and corruption that we have inherent in our justice system. But they continue on. The information was filed in the district because the parties had previously agreed that the defendant would waive any challenge to venue and plead guilty in this district. However, during that July 26, 2023 hearing where the defendant was forced to plead not guilty, uh, now the parties have engaged in further plea negotiations but are at an impasse. So I think that what's happening here is that Hunter Biden's lawyers attempted once again to have blanket immunity worked into uh, the plea agreement that he was going to take. And I think that the fact that the government, David Weiss, would not allow for that to happen, I think that bodes well, once again, for justice. So 
that's all that I have for you on Hunter Biden's current legal status. I wanted to talk now a little bit about the situation that Julian Assange is facing. Okay, so um, if we um, if we take a look at this blind item from yesterday, uh, this is from uh, Crazy Days and Nights. My mom actually sent it over sometime late last night, uh, and it says the foreign born syndicated former A-list actress has already booked a flight to Australia, so she must be pretty confident the incarcerated free speech guy is headed there soon. Uh, Obviously, those two people. Being spoken about in this post would be Pamela Anderson. She was uh, Canadian-born. She was on Baywatch. She used to be somewhat of an A-lister. Free speech guy, that's clearly Julian Assange. Julian Assange and Pamela Anderson have an ongoing relationship. So when that information was leaked yesterday on Crazy Days and Nights, I said, let's see what happens tomorrow. And wouldn't you know it, now officials within the U.S. government are hinting that there may be a potential plea deal on the line for Julian Assange as well, which could see him being sent back to Australia. Uh, this would completely resolve any of the uh, criminal actions uh, that are being uh, uh, held against Julian Assange right now, and it would allow for him to return back home to Sydney, Australia, and U.S. ambassador to Australia, her name is Caroline Kennedy. Yes, she is of that Kennedy family. She told the Dallas Morning Herald, uh, or excuse me, the Sydney Morning Herald, that there would be a resolution to Assange's now four-year detention in prison. So if there's a resolution that's coming up, that means that they're probably going to just let him go home. Maybe he's going to have to be in some sort of probation inside Australia. Who knows? But that means he's going to be able to leave that British hellhole that he's been held in for the last four years. Uh, now, since 2019, he's been there attempting to combat his extradition to the United States. Why? Because he faces 18 criminal charges here in the U.S. 17 of those are violations of the Espionage Act. Now, this for me personally, and I don't know about you guys, but uh the way that Julian Assange was treated under the the last administration, under Donald Trump's administration, really distressed me um, because I felt like it was clear that Julian Assange ha- had behaved in a manner that was befitting a hero. OK, this man almost single handedly had helped so many of the world's uh, most closely guarded secrets, guarded not because they would damage humanity, but guarded because they would damage the controllers who were overseeing the reins of power of humanity. And by releasing this information through WikiLeaks, I think that Julian Assange did some incredible things. One of those massive, cannot be overstated, important things was the release of Hillary Clinton's emails, the the Podesta emails. When those emails came out and it showed that there were people working within Hillary Clinton's campaign, people very close to her, people within the United States government that were engaged in some really heinous behavior like uh, uh, more than likely child sex trafficking, uh, I think that it, it, it sent a lot of people down uh, some deep rabbit holes so that they really started thinking about this situation we find ourselves in in a different way. It, it shone a light on the evil in a way that simply had not been done before. And I think that it's undeniable that as a result of those emails being leaked and, and all of the bad press coming out about Hillary Clinton and the renewed uh, uh, pressure on her server and the FBI's scrutiny, 
I think that it certainly helped President Trump. You know, there were plenty of people in 2015, 16 who were ready to vote for Trump just because he wasn't Hillary Clinton. Um, and I think that there were also people who were willing to vote for Hillary Clinton simply because she wasn't Donald Trump. But I know that there were also people who made a conscious decision not to vote for Hillary Clinton because of the vile and disgusting things that came out in her emails. So Caroline Kennedy, as the uh, ambassador to Australia, she would know. She would have ultimate knowledge about what's going to happen with Julian Assange. She's going to be working directly with the Australian government. Now, apparently in July, there was a meeting with the Australian Foreign Minister Penny Wong in Brisbane and Anthony Blinken, the U.S. Secretary of State said that Julian Assange was charged with a very serious criminal act for his role in publishing the classified American government materials that they charged him with. Now, I believe that was in regards uh, specifically to the publishing of, uh, of, of things from Bradley Manning, now Chelsea Manning. Uh, Backdoor Biden said wanted to tip on pilled last night during conspiracy show, uh, but couldn't figure it out. No more rants from me on Badlands Media. Well, thank you very much, Backdoor Biden. I appreciate you supporting my channel for sure. Filter Dog One says free Julian Assange. Thank you. Amen. I, I think that Julian Assange has suffered enough. I'm really scared, guys, to be honest with you. I'm scared to see what he looks like once he comes out of that prison. I don't know that he's going to be the same. I don't know that he's ever going to recover in the way that uh, that he deserves to. But uh, the files in question back in 2010, uh, this was uh, the collateral murder footage, if I'm not mistaken, the U.S. airstrike in Baghdad that killed 18 civilians. That included journalists. I mean, you know, I, much respect to our uh, our military, much respect to our first responders. Uh, but the Obama administration and the tactics that they used uh, while engaging in um Direct conflict uh, in some of these zones uh, in the Middle East specifically was absolutely heinous. It bordered on war crimes. Um, there were people on the ground who were clearly journalists. They had cameras. They had, you know, all of their stuff. It would be like, you know, me going to Ukraine to report and the Russians like light me up. People, you know, I, just forget that it's me. Just say any journalist. People would be really upset about it. But the United States basically got away with it because, of course, we're the most powerful nation on Earth. Uh, Cranop says, hey, Zach, don't get the chance often to catch the afternoon shows normally. It's gym time. Uh, good pros and cons on Weiss. Uh, first time things went snafu. Yeah, situation normal. Uh, is that always effed up? <laughs> but I think that you're right. I mean, I think that I think it was exciting. I'll be honest with you. To watch Hunter Biden's plea deal disintegrate, that was exciting for me. Uh, to watch the judge in that case say, absolutely not. There's no way you're going to get ultimate immunity for any future possible charges. Are you kidding me? No, we're not going to do that. We're not going to go there. All right. So Caroline Kennedy, when discussing Julian Assange's detention, said there is a way to resolve it. I think the entire time behind the scenes, the Justice Department elements of the Justice Department, people within, have been working to get this case taken care of. Because uh, I think that it's almost universally agreed upon that uh, the behavior of the federal government under any administration, their treatment towards Julian Assange, has been uh, morally reprehensible. Uh, she said the Department of Justice has declined to comment, suggesting that a plea deal is up to them. 
She doesn't know, but the State Department has not specifically responded to any requests for comment after this story had broken. Uh, Gabriel Shipton, who is Julian Assange's brother, said the administration appears to be searching for an off-ramp ahead of the prime minister's first state visit to D.C. in October. If one isn't found, we could see a repeat of a very public rebuff delivered by Tony Blinken to the Australian foreign minister two weeks ago in Brisbane. So there, it's unfortunate, but they're worried about the political appearances of uh, keeping Julian Assange in this British prison as he awaits extradition to the United States for Espionage Act charges when he wasn't even an American citizen and he didn't steal any specific data from the United States government. It was passed to him. As a journalist, I mean, uh, take a look at uh, uh, the, the the Pentagon Papers, Daniel Ellsberg. That was classified material that was given to a journalist in the public square. It was then published in uh, public American media, and it led to uh, some massive changes within the military. The U.S. government, the intel and uh, and the military arm, uh, the industrial complex, they have become so powerful here in the United States that virtually that's like the biggest business in the world is killing people and finding new and interesting ways to kill them. Now they're kind of converting that into how best to kill us. But either way. Uh, I find this to be really good news, and I'm hoping that in the next several days we'll have some uh, firm data about whether or not Julian Assange is going to be able to head home, if he's going to be able to see his family, if he's going to be able to see his kids. And I hope that he is uh, at least approaching the man that he was when they took him away. I mean, he already spent, what, years, well, something like seven years in that embassy in uh, in London, trapped in that tiny little room. I mean... That would be enough to drive many people insane. So I don't know. Maybe prison has been uh, a, a, a relief to him since then. I don't know. But he's somebody I've always wanted to interview. And uh, you guys can put that in your prayer book for me. I would sincerely appreciate it. All right. Uh, President Trump beat Joe Biden to the punch yet again. Yesterday, he put out a statement about the wildfires taking place in Maui. It wasn't until today that Joe Biden had his first statement about the people of Lahaina, the people of Maui, the people of Hawaii. Uh, and uh, and it's probably just about what you expect. I want to play uh, Donald Trump's statements for you first. And then we're going to listen to Joe Biden's own statement about the tragic, tragic disaster taking place in Maui. Sympathy and warmest regards to the people of Hawaii and specifically all of those who have been so gravely and irreparably hurt by the tragedy of the wildfires in Maui, something the likes of which have seldom been seen anywhere at any time. The death caused by this catastrophic event will be far worse than ever expected now that houses and cars and other areas are being inspected. The sad thing is it should never have happened. Our government was not prepared. And very importantly, the aftermath is going very poorly with the governor of the island wanting to do nothing but blame it on global warming and other things that just happened to pop into his head. When asked about it today, as he was getting into a car, perhaps coming home from the beach, where he has been spending a great deal of time. Crooked Joe Biden, the most incompetent president in the history of our country, 
with a laugh and a smile, said he had no comment on the death and the tragedy. To say no comment is oftentimes fine, but to be smiling when you say it, especially against such a tragedy as this, is absolutely horrible and unacceptable. You see, it, it displays a certain callousness. You know, I, I think that it's it's clear Joe Biden is not like mentally present when someone asks him a question as he's walking from point A to point B. I don't think he even hears the words that have come out of that person's mouth. The only time that Joe Biden knows what to say is when he's handed a stack of cue cards and he said, listen for the first voice, reply with this. It is a disgraceful thing that Joe Biden refuses to help or comment on the tragedy in Maui, just as he refused to help or comment on the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, for a very, very long time. In any event, hopefully everyone will be able to pull together so that a horrible situation does not get even worse. To the families affected, I give you my love and sympathy. Nothing can ever replace your loved ones, but you will always have the memories and will feel their great love surrounding and embracing you. Together, we will continue to carry their legacy forward. And I love you all very much. Thank you. God, President Trump is such a leader. I mean, he is the picture of stoicism, exactly what we need. The perfect mixture of heart of compassion, of care, of stoic nature. President Trump is exactly what this country needs, and that's why he's so dangerous to the future of the deep state. They will do anything to destroy him, anything to remove him, anything to remove the political opposition, which is all of us. Now, I think that uh, President Trump made a very important point there. In the exact same way as the tragedy in East Palestine, Ohio, Joe Biden made no comments. Joe Biden did nothing to try to assuage any fears, any horror, uh, the loss taking place to people there in central or in uh, uh, eastern Ohio. And he's done no such thing for the people of Maui. And we're talking about uh, just a, a devastation, a devastation that is unheard of, that most people in their entire lives will never have to face, not even in their worst possible dreams. I mean, this is like, uh, uh, like just the, the, I don't know. I can't think of anything worse. I mean, maybe a hurricane or something like that, or, uh, or a tornado coming through. I mean, it's a disaster of epic proportions. Now, what did Joe Biden say? Well, he's going to be helping out the residents of Lahaina with $700 per household. Are you, are you kidding me? Are you kidding? $700 per household? I bet you if we did the math on the breakdown of money that's been sent to the Ukraine, it's a hell of a lot more than $700 per household. What a slap in the face. $700 for most of these people is not going to cover anything except maybe a couple of days in a hotel. If they're lucky to get one, maybe one or two days, considering that this is Hawaii. Freight Awakening. Biden doesn't even know how to tweet. Oh, the, I'm glad you brought this up, Fredo, because I was going to bring this up next. Corrine Jean-Pierre 
tweeted as Joe Biden from her account. Now we know who is tweeting for Joe Biden. It's Corrine Jean-Pierre. Take a look at this. And Fredo said, uh, cringe Jean-Pierre got caught tweeting on her own account as the POTUS. He has no clue what's going on in Maui. That's my bet. I think you're right. I think he absolutely does not have any clue as to what's truly going on there. The only time he knows what to say is when somebody hands him the line. Line. There he is. Okay, so she said investing in America means investing of all of America. When I ran for president, I made a promise that I would leave no part of the country behind. Well, that's interesting, Joe Biden and, well, Corrine, President Corrine Jean-Pierre, because many parts of the United States have been left behind. Uh, so many areas of the United States have been left behind. What a joke. What an absolute joke. So, yes, Corrine Jean-Pierre and uh, Joe Biden tweeting apparently for each other uh, rather than uh, than tweeting on their own accounts. But $700 per home as a one-time payment. Okay, this won't cover somebody's uh, uh, insurance deductible. This won't cover uh, having to pay for the first six months of new insurance or anything like that. Now, Joe also made these comments while traveling to Wisconsin. First, I want you to, I mean, just look at that clueless mug. This dumb, puckered stare right there. Backdoor Biden says, of any refugees, I would take those from the Hawaii devastation into my home. Absolutely, because they are Americans. I, I would I would be happy to assist any American citizen who is the the uh, recipient of some sort of natural disaster or, <clears throat> or who is the victim of uh, some other form of, uh, of loss. In some fashion, I think that we should be here for the people of our nation. And this is why it's so fundamental that we have to protect our nation. Because, oh my gosh, I saw an interview uh, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. did with Tucker. Let me just say this. Uh, He knows what's going on, okay? He is based. And I hope that everybody understands that I can compliment Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and his positions while still supporting Donald J. Trump for president. Uh, If there is any way to get RFK Jr. into Trump's government, then I think that it has to happen because he understands that the CIA is essentially the root of all evil here in America. And it goes back to the murder of his uncle and his father. Uh, And, you know, perhaps even further because the CIA had attempted to uh, uh, force John F. Kennedy into a nuclear war with Russia. Oh, my God. He's just he's so based. He's got so many good takes on so many different things. And uh, and and, and I, I would love to see him <clears throat> unseat Joe Biden and force a contest between Donald Trump and RFK Jr. I still think RF, or J- Donald Trump would be the winner ultimately, um, but it would give people something to think about. And that's most important in my mind is forcing people to directly evaluate what they believe and how they think the country should best move forward. But I would like to see Donald Trump as president, and I would like to see RFK Jr. as uh, some other uh, aspect of Donald Trump's government. Perhaps he could run the CIA, smash it into a million pieces. Perhaps he could be the the attorney general for the Department of Justice. Well, anyways, uh, I hope that you guys have an opportunity to see that interview. It's 80 minutes long. I very rarely... Watch something that's 80 minutes long all at once, but I couldn't put it down. It, it was it was a great interview. <clears throat> so, yes, I, I could I could totally get behind a, a Trump RFK Jr. ticket. Um, Joe Biden traveled to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 
and uh, he was apparently uh, touting clean energy investments that are being made in the state. Um, now, it's been several days. I mean, what today's the it's been all it's been like a week since uh, Maui like caught fire. I mean, it's been like what was, what was it, the eighth? The eighth was like the first day that we knew things were going bad. Now it's the 15th. This is the first time he said anything. The, the dude is clueless. He's out to lunch. More than $100 billion have been sent to Ukraine. And Joe Biden is telling the people of Hawaii, an American state, a state that was stolen from the Hawaiian people not that long ago, uh, a state that has been working behind the scenes to get these people out of their homes, destroy their lives, steal their property. And Joe Biden's going to give them $700 of uh, a one-time payment. $700 per household. What? What an absolute betrayal. Here, let's let's take a listen. And compare and contrast. Joe Biden authorized one-time payments of $700 per household to folks who've been displaced so they can do the immediate things of just taking care of medications and prescriptions that they so badly need. FEMA also authorized... That's through FEMA. So good luck. As long as you get your uh, your paperwork in on time, you might be able to get yourself that $700 check, which doesn't buy you shit in 2023. Now, one of the biggest questions here is what the hell happened in Maui? OK, I've got some ideas and I've got some firsthand witness accounts that we're going to go through here before we get to President Trump's charges. But um The first line of defense, that was the warning system that should have gone off by all rights. It should have gone off. It should have told the people that were in there in those buildings, the children that were home from school, that this would be a disaster and that they needed to get the hell out of there. However, it did not go off. This is a congresswoman from Hawaii talking about this. Somebody named Takuda. Um, Apparently, there are people in the state of Hawaii that specifically rely upon those alerts so that they know when there's going to be danger. I mean, as they should. Do you guys remember during Trump's administration when an alert went to every single person's phone telling them that the there was going to be a, a nuclear warhead hitting the, the big island? I mean, they could screw up to that degree at that time, but they can't let people know that there's a fire coming and that it's probably going to kill them. Eleanor 2000 says, as always, Zach, I enjoy hearing your analyses of these chaotic events. I don't know how Trump stays so strong. Uh, uh, allow me to uh, to to give you some insight into that. President Trump stays so strong because he knows that not only is he on the right side of history, but he also has the, the respect and the support of the vast majority of the American people. President Trump will be victorious, and we will restore our nation. That's why he is so calm, cool, and collected. I look at President Trump every day, and I look for beads of sweat on his forehead. I look for signs of nervousness. I never see it. I never see it. I've got my own faith in God. Okay, that sustains me. Spiritually, that sustains me mentally. But for moving forward physically, to go to work every single day, to analyze uh, the craziness that we see around us, I look to President Trump. I look to the people in his orbit. I look to the people that are fighting for this nation. 
This fight is so vitally important. I could never step away because if I did, I feel personally that I would be contributing to the direct demise of this nation. And so therefore, I have to continue on. I have to move forward and I have to allow myself to the grace that is necessary to remind myself that it's in God's hands and that we truly are on the right side of history. Just don't forget that and you won't lose sight. You won't lose heart. And we'll be able to continue on. So, because of how important these sirens are on the on, on the islands of Hawaii, uh, they have a test that happens once a month at 12 noon. It's like the first Saturday of every month. It goes off. It lets everybody know that the sirens are working so that if there is an emergency, then they'll know that they need to get the hell out of there. So, the sirens were silent when the fires began. Neither Maui nor Haima activated the warning sirens on Maui during the wildfire incident. This is coming from the Hawaii Emergency Services Administration. Why? Do you think that perhaps the people sitting behind that button, ready to warn the people of Lahaina, do you think that maybe they were told not to do it? I mean, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. There are warning signals that could have come on people's cell phones. Well, apparently there was no cell phone coverage. Apparently there was no electricity. So there was no way to warn people. But I guarantee you, those sirens were working. And if those sirens would have been activated, then you wouldn't have over a thousand people still missing to this very day. Now, I'll tell you one thing. Maui, Lahaina, They do not want you getting near this place. Too much information, too much video, too many first-hand witness accounts have already gone out. Right now, they've set up a 12-mile media-free zone around Lahaina. This is the the neighborhood where those uh, the, the fires mostly struck. This is primarily the place that I was showing the video of yesterday when Scott was on the show. Um, now, they, they do have a couple of mainstream uh, reporting outfits in there, NBC News being one of them. Um, but for the regular people, for the citizen journalists, you are not allowed in Lahaina. You are not allowed to go inside. You're not allowed to report. You're not allowed to see what's going on. So why would that be? Well, it might be because if you visit Lahaina and you come across a survivor like this gentleman right here, you might find out that there was a lot more than just sirens not going off. The police barricaded the citizens of Lahaina, in the middle of this fire. They sentenced them to death. Listen to this. But none of them were moving. And I walked all the way from Safeway to the chart house. Not one car had moved. And I was wondering what was stopping the traffic. Well, it was a policeman. And I got to the end and I looked up north. There were no obstructions. There was no reason to keep those cars there. Are you serious? I'm serious as a heart attack. And I, I said, what are you doing? He goes, well, I'm under orders to keep them here. And I said, the fire is, is right around Safeway. It's going to street. You know, these people got to get out of here. And he said, I'm following orders. No way. And I, so I just kept walking. I, well, maybe he knows something I don't, you know. So, And I keep walking down the highway. And I look behind. No cars are coming out. I walked all the way to Waikuli Beach. Still no cars coming out. And I started hearing boom, boom, boom. 
and then I heard people screaming and stuff. You're saying they were blockaded in by the police at the end of Front Street? Yeah. Like where the restaurant is? Right, where the chart house Where was. the chart house was, I should right. say. They, there was a blockade there and they could not go any further. Right. I walked, what the I hell? Said, I walked all the way from Safeway to there, not one car had moved. And people walking in front of me, the people in the cars are saying, would you like a ride? And they're going, oh, okay. And they'd get in. They asked me, I go, no, you better get out of here. You know, it, and, uh, but they just, well, we were told to evacuate by car. Uh, I, okay. So I just kept walking and I got all the way to, uh, like I said, the Civic Center. And then I started hearing all the explosions and there was no one walking behind me or on bicycles or anything. Anyway. They sent the kids home from school. <clears throat> they sent the kids home from school knowing that there was going to be fires. They chose willingly not to sound off the alarm system or send an electronic alarm. And then the police barricaded people inside the neighborhood with the fire rapidly approaching. And he heard cars exploding. I mean, what the hell does that sound like to you? That sounds like they fucking murdered those people. And pardon my language. But this is one of the most heinous examples of this type of shit that we've seen in a very long time. And thank God the people of this area understand what's being done to them. Take a listen to this. You know, I talked yesterday with Scott about how uh, people were getting offers on their properties. Uh, well, it looks like the insurance companies are working hand in glove with the developers to essentially rob people of their property, of their land, so that they can then use it for development. Take a listen. Building permits. Unless Not that long ago, Hawaiian government officials in the areas that were just affected by the wildfires passed a law saying that that land could not be redistricted for new building permits unless some sort or some type of a serious natural disaster occurred. Serious natural disaster occurred. And what did we have happen through those three districts? Very sacred land to the Hawaiians. Come on, Elon. Serious natural disaster. All right. So to recap what he said, very recently, the government of Hawaii had mandated that the only way this. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive 
attractive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Land the neighborhood of Lahaina could be redeveloped was if a I'm not gonna- nat- natural disaster came through and destroyed the properties. Well, lo and behold, what do we have? A natural disaster, quote, natural disaster. Getting into space lasers and all of that shit. But people... Co- Insurance companies after the fire... This is the important part. What would you do as, as soon as your home is destroyed, as soon as all of your possessions are destroyed, as soon as you lose everything, you got to go about the business of starting to rebuild. And how are you going to do that? You're a homeowner. I know every single one of you that owns a home, even probably the ones who rent. You have renter's insurance. I've got homeowner's insurance. I've got to have special insurance because I live in Florida. And you can bet (laughs) that the insurance companies, the last thing they want to do is to pay out a claim to some pleb like you. Doesn't matter. You've spent a lifetime paying in your premiums, just socking it up, getting those fat cats as rich as you possibly can. 
when it comes time to pay out, the last thing they want to do is have to pay. Insurance companies, for the first time, informed them that there was zoning infractions on their land, so they would not honor their insurance policies. And within 24 hours of these people losing their home, the same developers So, when the people of Lahaina tried to make claims on their insurance, they were told, well, guess what? You had violations on your property, and therefore, we're not going to pay out. So, essentially, your home, your personal possessions, everything of value that you had in your, in your property is gone. It's done. Okay, now you've got nothing left to live for. And this is the point where the developers swoop in because they're working with the insurance companies, getting tip-offs from these people, probably paying a, a hefty finder's fee. They swoop in for the customers who are unable to rebuild because the insurance companies tell them that they're shit out of luck, and they offer them probably a very low-ball offer. Elders fought in court to have that law passed are already calling these people and making them offers for their homes. This is what happens. When the government sticks their fingers in everything, the government's in the insurance industry, and they're talking to people who are paying for their campaigns. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, who is it that's supporting the politicians? I mean, we're talking about, like, big Democrat politicians here in the state of Florida. I mean, that's uh, business. That's the uh, um, the tourist industry. That's the richest people in this state. I mean, we've got Oprah. We've got Jeff Bezos. There's a couple of shills, more than a few shills that live in Hawaii, some big old shills. All right. They've got big, beautiful homes with a whole bunch of property, and miraculously, their homes didn't get destroyed. Oprah, she's been on a buying spree over the last year or so. She has increased her holdings in Hawaii from something like 300 acres, if I'm not mistaken, to something like over a 1,000 acres, just keeps buying. I wonder if any of those people getting calls from developers are actually fielding offers from Oprah and, uh, and her agency. Which are the buyers of this land. And they say to these people, hey, let us know when they call you to get their insurance claims and let us know. When you deny them, so we can then give them a call right away and scoop in and swoop in and be the heroes. It's it's the worst example of profiting off of misery that I can possibly imagine. We're going to get this land. But they're going to develop into millions of dollars worth of profit. And the Hawaiian elders are going to get fuck all. They're going to get screwed over. And this happens. Good God. I've been really patient with this. I don't understand. There's too many. All right. We get the gist. There's too many coincidences taking place. There's no way that all of these different residents would be on the same track 
get the calls from the same developers. These these exact same developers have been trying to get the people of Lahaina to sell for a very long time. And now they smell blood in the water. And so there you go. All right. Before we continue, I've got to take a break for the second half of the show. We're going to be right back after this. Bitcoin ETF is all the rage right now, and that's because a major financial player is just now resubmitting their application for a Bitcoin ETF. So as a result, investors are thinking this is just over the horizon. Mainstream adoption is right around the corner. Now, add to that, lawmakers recently voted to set guidelines on just when and how crypto firms should register with either the Commodities Futures Trading Commission or the Securities and Exchange Commission. Now, while all of this is good news, an ETF only gives you exposure to crypto, not direct ownership. The whole point of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin is to directly own an asset with a finite supply that is outside of any government influence. And my digital money can help you do that. With my digital money, you own your crypto, whether you invest in a crypto IRA or with a standard trading account. Now, remember, it's important to diversify your portfolio. And when it comes to a crypto investment, direct ownership is of the utmost importance. So don't get caught up in the excitement the media is trying to spin because nothing beats owning your own crypto and nothing beats investing in crypto through my digital money. Not only are you able to invest with them using a crypto IRA, but also a standard trading account, and it's all in the same platform. You also have the assurance that your assets are going to be put into a trust. That means that no matter what happens to my digital money, your crypto is always safe. So if you're ready to invest in cryptocurrency, do so with MyDigitalMoney.com. Once again, that's MyDigitalMoney.com. The link is in the description box below. And I should also tell you they have excellent U.S.-based customer service, so feel free to give them a call with any questions you might have at 833 3-6-2-0-0-8. Invest with mydigitalmoney.com today. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. Thank you for sticking around. Now, wouldn't you know it at the exact same time that these residents of Lahaina are being told that they're not going to get their insurance paid off, that they're not going to get a check from their homeowner's insurance company. Uh, and of course, uh, they don't want to sell to these developers because it's, you know, essentially they're, they're out for blood. The government of Hawaii, the governor of Hawaii has announced that uh, the state is going to be making plans to acquire land ravaged by these, quote, wildfires. Now, I brought this up with Scott yesterday, the possibility of eminent domain being invoked to steal this land from people of Lahaina. And uh, it appears that there is some sort of plan taking place inside the governor's office because he stated openly at a press conference yesterday that the government is actively considering acquiring properties in Lahaina that have been designated <clears throat> That have been disastered, that have been designated and devastated by the recent fires. I'm not even going to call them wildfires. Um, as of uh, earlier today, we were at 99 deaths. That's what is recorded. I'm certain that the, the death toll is going to be quite a bit larger. They've only searched through 25% of the area. But 
He says that apparently they don't want developers to come in. Uh, and of course, the general consensus among Hawaiian residents and, and the native Hawaiians, uh, is that they don't want these developers to come in. But Governor Green suggested that, uh, they were working out ways to acquire this land so that they can, uh, create workforce housing. Uh, they want to put it back into families or make it open spaces in perpetuity as a memorial to the people who were lost. I don't know that making this type of valuable land uh, an open space in perpetuity is that good of a use of it. I think that the only use for this land should be that the people who owned these plots of land should be allowed to rebuild their homes and the insurance company should be paying for it. If not the insurance company, then the government of Hawaii. Because it's the government of Hawaii that neglected to warn people about the danger of this fire. It's the government of Hawaii that demanded police keep the people trying to escape back, not allowing them to leave the neighborhood. It's the government of Hawaii that failed the people of Hawaii. And I hope that the Hawaiian people are successfully able to rise up and make them listen to them. Because this is a disaster of unnatural proportions. Now, just one final thing on the Hawaiian uh, situation. Now, obviously, I, I, I think that the, to call this a natural disaster, I mean, it's a spit in the face. Um, and we've discussed on a number of occasions the, the, the possible ways that these fires could start. I mean, obviously, arson by Antifa types, uh, directed energy weapons coming from uh, satellites in the sky. I mean, they're everywhere. Uh, now, don't call me a conspiracy theorist, because here we actually have Government documents from a 1970 report that was commissioned by the Department of Defense and ARPA and the U.S. Department of Agriculture Forest Service. Hmm. What were they looking into? Well, they were looking into determining the feasibility of measuring the flammability characteristics of forests and jungle growth, modifying flammability so that vegetation would readily support combustion and developing measures to destroy large areas of forest or jungle growth by fire. Now, when you combine the government's open fascination and uh, discussion of the best ways to do this with predetermined knowledge of directed energy weapons and of course the sightings from people on the ground it makes it very difficult for anyone to look at this scenario and say gosh is it possible that bad actors set about making the vegetation drier so that it would in light up in such a way that the fire would be so hot so fast so devastating that people couldn't do anything about it you know, geoengineering is a practice that the U.S. government has been engaged in for decades. All right. It's not a new thing. Dur directed energy weapons. Uh, these are, are not a new thing. This has been on the plate of the Department of Defense for a very long time. And now what do we see in Hawaii? We see some of the most vulnerable people of this of this island uh, who have now uh, had everything stolen from them. Uh, every possible authority is ganging up against them, working to destroy their ability to rebuild or to gain any sort of solace in the end. Uh, let me say thank you to Lonely German. If you burn up the property owners, then there's nobody to pay out to. Well, technically, uh, the heirs of those property owners would be paid out uh, in the event of uh, an insurance claim like that, or the estate of the property owner would be paid out. And then that would go to 
the uh, uh, the errors. But I I understand your point absolutely. So. Uh, you know, I think that we're going to continue to find new information about what really happened in Maui. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, I just I know it's going to be more devastating as time goes on. All right. So let's move on to the main event. President Trump yesterday, Fannie Willis and the Fulton County District's Attorney's Office uh, preemptively published a set of RICO charges against President Trump and a number of defendants on their website. And the funny thing about it is that it was before the grand jury had even finalized their deliberations and handed over their recommendations to the Fulton County District Attorney. What this shows is that the Fulton County DA had these charges on deck. They basically probably handed them to the grand jury and they said, this is what we need to to return. So some overzealous clerk or maybe some patriotic American citizen working inside the county clerk's office uh, published this indictment to the Internet. Um, Now, that shouldn't have happened. uh, And the only reason that it would happen is if somebody screwed up big time or if somebody did it on purpose so that it would kind of give a clue to the American people. I tend to think that that's what happened right there, Um, because, of course, the county clerk itself claimed that these were fictitious documents, that, you know, what we saw online yesterday was totally bogus. Uh, And that might have that might have uh, uh, been able to convince people, except like very shortly after that, uh, they published an actual indictment, basically the exact same thing. Uh, The court case, the name, uh, the co-conspirators, also all of the charges. Now, during the press conference later on yesterday afternoon when Fannie Willis was uh, delivering this information to the people of Georgia and to the people of America, a Fox News reporter had asked about the release of these junk indictments. Um, So it was stated that uh, the Fulton County D.A., uh, did not mean to publish these documents, and they allege that what was published was fraudulent. So no comment from Fannie Willis when asked uh, about the, the the very strange coincidence of these uh, supposedly fraudulent documents and then the actual documents matching up almost entirely. Uh, Fox News reporter Brian Lanis said earlier today there was a fictitious document according to the Fulton County Clerk's Office, that was circulated online with charges against former President Donald Trump. That fictitious document matched exactly the charges that we now see in this indictment. Can you tell me more about that document link? Because now you have the former president's lawyers who are saying that this is emblematic of a serious problem in your office. And to be perfectly honest with you, it is a serious problem in the Fulton County DA's office. It shows that there is no such thing as equal justice under the law. It shows that the Fulton County DA had their mind made up on exactly what Donald Trump needed to be charged with, and they ensured that that was going to be the final result of the grand jury investigation. Now, Fannie cannot defend what happened. She says, I can't tell you anything about what you refer to. It's it's like he who shall not be named. What I can tell you is that we had a grand jury here in Fulton County. They deliberated until almost eight, if not right after eight. An indictment was returned. 
It was true build, and now you have an indictment. I'm not an expert on clerks' duties or even administrative duties. I wouldn't know how to work that system, so I'm not going to speculate. Next question. Now, I I, I revert to my original statement. I think that whoever published these charges online did it knowing full well that there was some lawlessness and corruption taking place in the Fulton County DA's office. That person wanted the American people to know that this this office already had their mind made up and that President Trump was not going to be treated fairly in the way that uh, he ought to. So what were the results of those charges? Trump and 18 of his confidants have been charged in uh, what is essentially a RICO uh, racketeering and conspiracy case. Uh, and all of uh, the, uh, uh, the the normal people are named. There's also 30 unindicted co-conspirators that go along with this. Now, when you hear some of the, the, the explanations for the crimes that supposedly were committed by these people, uh, you're, you're going to laugh if you don't start crying. Because if this is what our judicial system has come to, then the only answer is to completely, completely gut it. And start from scratch, because in a world where justice matters, none of these things should be. President Trump and his uh, 18 confidants should not be charged uh, for any of this stuff. So we've got Donald Trump. We've got Rudy Giuliani. We've got John Eastman. We've got Mark Meadows. Former Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, who is alleged to have turned state's evidence against President Trump in the January 6th case. Kind of interesting, if that is the case, that Fannie Willis is going to be charging him down in Georgia. You would think that one might supersede the other. We've also got Jeff Clark, Jenna Ellis, Ray Smith III, uh, Robert David Cheely, Michael A. Roman, David James Schaefer, Sean Micah Thresher Still, Stephen Cliffgard Lee, Harrison William Prescott Floyd, <clears throat> Travion Cootie, Sidney Powell, Kathleen Latham, Scott Graham Hall, and Misty Hampton, a.k.a. Emily Misty Hayes. And the charges are voluminous. We've got violations of the Georgia RICO Act. We've got solicitation of violation of oath by public officer, false statements and writings, uh, solicitation of violation of oath by a public officer, false statements and writings, impersonating a public officer, conspiracy to commit impersonating a public officer, forgery in the first degree, conspiracy to commit forgery in the first degree, false statements, conspiracy to commit false statements, criminal contempt to commit false statements, conspiracy conspiracy to commit false statements, forgery in the first degree, conspiracy to commit forgery, false statements, conspiracy to commit false statements and write. The list goes on and on. I'm just I'm not going to read all of these because it's so redundant and ridiculous. These charges that are being brought against these people are for some very benign activities. And if the Fulton County DA is successfully able to convict any one of these people for any of these crimes, then the only answer is that Georgia and their judicial system must be completely replaced because it simply does not work. So. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, take a look at, uh, at at some of the specific information. In it. Well, we've got a statement from President Trump, but I want to take a look at some of the specific takeaways here. So the RICO statute, 
Obviously, this is going to be a tactic to help secure an easy conviction against Trump as the Georgia DA sees it. Even if it gets overturned, which it likely would, because this is not truly a crime, this Georgia case invokes a racketeer-influenced and corrupt organization's statute. This is the same kind of statute that was used to prosecute mobsters and large criminal enterprises was largely spearheaded by Rudy Giuliani in New York. Now, Alan Dershowitz uh, has, uh, has, has spoken out about this, and he said that RICO prosecutions often survive early procedural motions and lead to convictions, though they are also often overturned on appeal. Obviously, the Democrats want a conviction for President Trump before Election Day. Even if they get that, it will not stop him from becoming president once again. Now, it's quite obvious also this indictment was a rush job. The leak shows that this was a rush job. They had the data in hand with their decision before the grand jury had even voted. This wasn't truly a grand jury. This was a group of people with a bias against President Trump who already knew what recommended charges they needed to bring. All they had to do was show up, pretend to deliberate for a little bit, indict him on Monday, and then hand it over so that they could get out of there and be home before Tuesday. Now, With the posting of this information, it shows that justice is dead in the state of Georgia. There's absolutely no way that this can possibly be allowed to stand. Now, Fannie Willis, uh, since this entire process began, she has been fundraising her own political efforts off of the prosecution of President Trump, and she's running for re-election next year. So she's hoping that she's going to go hard in on Donald Trump, and the hardcore Democrats of Georgia are going to come out and support her, certainly, if not the people of Georgia, then the people with money. Uh, Manhattan uh, DA Alvin Bragg also explicitly promised to prosecute President Trump while he was running for office. So this is just another example of grandstanding and uh, people trying to make their political stripes off the persecution of an American patriot and a hero. Um, so this indictment uh, was announced shortly before midnight. For no apparent reason, uh, there's no reason to rush an indictment out before midnight or to hold a late night press conference. Doesn't make sense. Uh, the only thing that makes sense is that Fannie Willis uh had just felt that she had to put this information out there. Obviously, she wants to make sure that Donald Trump comes in and is arraigned as quickly as possible. I I tend to think that she also might end up campaigning with President Trump's mugshots because before the indictments were announced, they said that they were going to have cameras in the courtroom. They were going to televise the whole thing. They were going to put the mugshot out for the public. Uh, But this is all about political capital for Fannie Willis and the people of this area in Georgia. Now, this indictment, uh, it includes a wide swath of people who were close to President Trump's campaign. We're talking about lawyers. We're talking about aides. We're even talking about people who were simply supporters of President Trump. It seeks to convict and imprison members of President Trump's legal team for the supposed crime of creating a strategy to challenge the 2020 election results. And it includes claiming that there were voting irregularities when there were obviously voting irregularities. What was done by the Trump legal team is nothing new. I've got uh, examples of it happening in the past. We'll talk about that in a second. But if we go back to 2020, 
In Georgia, Democrats also claimed that there were voting machine problems uh, and uh, only the Republicans were ending up charged for that claim, too. We go back to 2016. Democrats said that there was uh, irregularities in the election. But again, Democrats don't get charged, only Republican. Um, One interesting person included in this indictment is Kanye West's former publicist. This is the person by the name of Trevion Cootie. He is accused of pressuring an election worker, Ruby Freeman, remember that Vinette name, to testify about participating in supposed ballot counting irregularities. The indictment accuses a pastor, Stephen Lee, of asking Harrison Floyd of Blacks for Trump to convince Cootie to pressure Freeman. The indictment, however, does not connect Lee, Floyd, or Cootie to any of Trump's official campaign team. I'm sure you guys remember that video of uh, Ruby Freeman being spoken to and uh, the person, obviously this man, Trevion Cootie, suggesting that she get out there and testify. Uh, I think we were this close to having uh, Ruby Freeman get out there and tell the truth. Tattooed teacher says, uh, Zach, you have to say this sounding like Gary Coleman. We should call her Fat Fanny. What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> Let's call. I, I don't know exactly how to say that, but I can say what you talking about, Willis. That's that's my best Gary Coleman impersonation. All right. So uh, the indictment also claims that political statements, again, this is a, another free speech case, just like the January 6th case, uh, were uttered in furtherance of a conspiracy. So cites ordinary political statements as if they were criminal acts. That includes things like t- tweets and retweets, uh, which urged people to contact their representatives, criticism of elected officials, claims that the Constitution allows the vice president to e- reject electoral college votes, and tweets by Trump urging people to watch TV. That's right. When President Trump suggested that people get out there and watch RSBN or Newsmax or anything other than MSNBC or CNN or Fox News, that was apparently a crime. We've also got people who are accused of committing crimes because they reserved a hotel room or because they asked for phone numbers. Uh, This indictment also covers conduct in other states, not just in Georgia. I'm not exactly certain how they got around that one. Now, Because it's focused based in Georgia, it does include conduct there, but it also includes their alleged conduct in other states such as Pennsylvania, because Pennsylvania was another place where President Trump suggested, and we knew that there were voting irregularities taking place. By doing so, it attempts to implicate President Trump and his campaign in violations of federal laws, suggesting that the local county prosecutor thinks that she can enforce federal law. She can't. I mean, that's a completely different jurisdiction. So there may be an attempt to steal some limelight from Jack Smith, uh, which is unconstitutional at the end of the day. So these new charges, President Trump could face 76.5 years in a state prison on all 13 counts. Uh, This would not be an easy thing to pardon uh, unless, of course, President Trump is the president himself or somebody else that believes in President Trump and his innocence is willing to submit that pardon. I personally don't believe it's going to have to get there. I don't want President Trump to be pardoned. I want him to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that he did nothing wrong, that the the behavior that he and his aides and we the people engaged in was not criminal behavior. It's First Amendment protected speech. And we the people have the right to redress our government, to ask for our elections to be secured. There is nothing illegal about that. Now, uh, Georgia 
Uh, well, okay. If, if we're talking about the total possible sentence President Trump could have now, including all of his indictments, we're talking 717 and a half years in prison. And even up to and including the death penalty, which would be available under one of the January 6th charges. Now, uh, unlike other states, Georgia does not give its power to the governor to issue pardons. So the only way that a pardon could be issued would be through the president. Now, the indictment, strangely, does not mention Lynn Wood. If you'll remember, Lynn Wood was a major proponent of voter fraud claims. And at one time, he even alleged to be representing President Trump. In fact, he and Sidney Powell appeared on stage in Georgia, if I'm not mistaken. They both talked about election fraud quite a bit. Lynn Wood, Lynn Wood lost his law license, but he's not being charged. I mean, can anybody say agent, anyone, anyone? Lynn giving up his law license in Georgia uh, was called to testify before the grand jury last year. And I, I think that if you look back at the 2020 election, at the, at the loudest voices speaking out about election fraud, Linwood was probably the loudest one. Uh, he was out there. He's the one who was encouraging Republican voters not to vote to boycott the Senate runoff elections in January 2021. I find it very odd that his name is not on there. The only way it makes sense to me is if Lynn Wood is protected by the same people that are going after President Trump. It leads me to believe that Lynn Wood potentially was always a plant. His sole purpose was designed to destroy President Trump's opportunity to have a legitimate audit of this election take place. So one thing that also is kind of, uh, uh, I guess, strange about this indictment is that although it indicts President Trump and a lot of people very close to him for the behavior that I've laid out, uh, it doesn't say anything about Stacey Abrams or Hillary Clinton, um, which is super odd because they did the exact same thing that the state of Georgia the or the Fulton County District Attorney is claiming that Donald Trump and his people engaged in. I'm sure you remember that after Stacey Abrams lost the gubernatorial race in December, Uh, for Democrats in 2018 and again in 2022, she claimed that first her race had been stolen and she worked with the Democrats across the country to change voting rules before the 2020 election took place. Hillary Clinton and her acolytes all promoted the fake Russia collusion hoax. They conspired with journalists and prosecutors in an attempt to overturn the 2016 election. So, Obviously, we are dealing with an unequal system of justice under the law uh, and uh, completely, completely boggling the mind uh, is the fact that Fannie Willis plans to try all 19 indicted people at the exact same time. Uh, normally, with 19 separate individuals charged with crimes, uh, you would think that they would be given 19 separate trials. Uh, but Fannie Willis intends to try them all at the same time. I will say this. If there are going to be cameras in the courtroom, if there's going to be a renewed focus of the public on what's happening in that courtroom, if the deep state and the corrupt Fulton County District Attorney are going to be exposed, well, this is a pretty darn good way to do it. 
Uh, it just uh, it it doesn't make any sense if uh, if if Fanny and her people are working like with a real effort to destroy Donald Trump. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense that they would do it this way. It's not going to make it any easier on them. Now, President Trump has responded. Let's go ahead and get his response here. It looks like uh, we have uh, a video. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It is a, a transcript that he put out. So President Trump said, like Manhattan, well, first of all, Crane Op 17 or 59 says, Zach, in Georgia, a panel is only ones who can pardon anybody after they've served one third of their sentence. President is unable to pardon this way from what I've heard. OK. OK, well, um, like I said, uh, I don't think President Trump needs to be pardoned. Um, but um, but thank you for that. All right. So like Manhattan D.A. Alvin Bragg, deranged Jack Smith, New York A.G. Letitia James, Fulton County G.A.'s radical Democrat district attorney Fannie Willis is a rabid partisan who is campaigning and fundraising on a platform of prosecuting President Trump through these bogus indictments. Ripping a page from crooked Joe Biden's playbook, Willis has strategically stalled her investigation to try and maximally interfere with the 2024 presidential race and damage the dominant Trump campaign. Staying on top, he will. Hi, Smokey. Honey, I think that Smokey wants out. She's over here walking around. All of these corrupt Democrats will fail. Very important point there made by President Trump. President Trump has every faith in his argument that he did absolutely nothing wrong, and so do I. Combined with these intentionally slow-walked investigations by the Biden-Smith goon squads and the false charges in New York, the timing of this latest coordinated strike by a biased prosecutor in an overwhelmingly Democrat jurisdiction not only betrays the trust of the American people, but also exposes true motivation, driving their fabricated accusations. Honey, I need you in here. Need you. Need you, Smokey. Watch, she's asleep or something. Okay. They could have brought this two and a half years ago. Yet they chose to do this for election interference reasons in the middle of President Trump's successful campaign. He is not only leading all Republicans by a lot, but he is leading against Joe Biden in almost every poll. President Trump represents the greatest threat to these Democrats' political futures and the greatest hope for America. The legal double standard set against President Trump must end. Under the crooked Biden cartel, there are no rules for Democrats, while Republicans face criminal charges for exercising their First Amendment rights. These activities by Democrat leaders constitute a grave threat to American democracy and are direct attempts to deprive the American people of their rightful choice to cast their vote for president. Call it election interference or election manipulation. It is a dangerous effort by the ruling class to suppress the choice of the people. It is un-American and wrong. They are taking away President Trump's First Amendment right to free speech and the right to challenge a rigged and stolen election that the Democrats do all the time. The ones who should be prosecuted are the ones who created the corruption. President Trump will never give up and will never stop fighting for you as we work to make America great again in 2024. And I hope that this will give you guys a little bit of hope about the future that we are witnessing being created at this very moment. Hold on. 
I think the point of this exercise is to make you angry. It's to open your eyes uh, to the corruption of this system that we find ourselves embroiled in. It's so that the average person will wake up and look around and say, what the hell is going on? Am I living in the United States of America or am I living in communist China? Is this the nation that I want to raise my children in? Is this the nation that I want to leave for future generations? The answer is no. Hell no. We've got to work to fix this right now. We need to support President Trump with everything we have. And by supporting President Trump, we support ourselves and the American dream. We need to keep moving forward. We need to ensure that we don't give up and we cannot allow these deep state lackeys to destroy us or our movement forward. Now, I mentioned asking for a phone number as one of the indictments. That was Mark Meadows. He got indicted for asking for a phone number by text message. That's right. I I, I don't even know what the 30 unindicted co-conspirators are. What are they? So on or about the 21st day of November 2020, so after the election, Mark Randall Meadows sent a text messages, sent a text message to the U.S. uh, United States Representative Scott Perry from Pennsylvania and stated, can you send me the number for the speaker and the leader of the Pennsylvania legislature? POTUS wants to chat with them. They claim that this was an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy. That is one of the most ridiculous statements that I've ever read. Fred Awakening says he won't need a pardon. Any conviction will be removed after appeal, and they know it. The appeal and removal won't happen until after the election, and that's all they care about. Yes, I I think that that's exactly what they're doing. They know that they're not going to be successful in the end. They know that this is too ridiculous. But, of course, they have to try to do it because they have no play left. They've got nothing left that they can do here because they've been so fully exposed. To Mark Meadows, he sent a text message asking for a phone number. The president can't request to speak with somebody. That's a First Amendment protected privilege right there. And President Trump, as the president, he had all the business in the world to be making calls, especially to people in that position. Uh, Now, uh, I also mentioned that uh, President Trump was indicted for asking people in tweets uh, to watch Newsmax, RSBN, and One America News. Act 100. On or about the 30th day of December 2020, Donald John Trump caused to be tweeted from the Twitter account at Real Donald Trump, Hearings from Atlanta on the Georgia election overturn now being broadcast. Check it out at OAN, at Newsmax, and many more. Brian Kemp, Georgia, should resign from office. He is an obstructionist who refuses to admit that we won big in Georgia. Also won the other swing states. They claim this was an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy. Fiction. Total fantasy. And then Act 101. On or about the 30th day of December 2020, DJT caused the Twitter account Real Donald Trump to tweet out hearings from Atlanta on the Georgia election overturn now being broadcast live via RSBN network. And this was an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy. Once again, it's fan fiction. Uh, this is like uh, some fourth grader sat down to write a mystery novel about how the president of the United States decided to uh, 
thrust the country into a criminal conspiracy through his tweets and public statements. Uh, this is just so ridiculous. I can't even believe that it's happening. Now, uh, the other really sh- sad and shocking part of this is that they they do want to see Donald Trump arrested. They want to see him put behind bars, even if it's only for a few minutes. Uh, and I think they're going to get it. I think that down here in Georgia, they're not playing around. They want to have that mugshot. Uh, and they think it's going to be for their benefit. But I guarantee you, President Trump is going to use that mugshot as a galvanizing force to rally the base and show people how broken this system is. So she's given President Trump and all of these, quote, co-conspirators until Friday at noon to turn themselves in. Now, I've never actually heard Fannie Willis speak, so please indulge me this one thing, and we won't ever have to hear her voice again, hopefully. Texas Jewels says, can't the judge throw out these ridiculous charges? What a waste of taxpayer dollars. Uh, that very likely could be. I th- no, I, I think because it was a grand jury uh, decision, technically, that they have to go through trial. Um, uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's going to be a jury trial. So the judge uh, would have some leeway on on sentencing at the end. But I think because it was a grand jury decision that they have to go through with it. The indictment alleges that rather than abide by Georgia's legal process for election challenges, the defendants engaged in a criminal racketeering enterprise to overturn Georgia's presidential election result. Subsequent to the indictment, as is the normal process in Georgia law, the, ju- the grand jury issued arrest warrants for those who are charged. I am giving the defendants the opportunity to voluntarily surrender no later than noon on Friday, the 25th day of August, 2023. Now watch this. President Trump and these people, they're going to waltz in smiling. They're not going to be sweating. They're going to go in there, they're going to do what they need to do, and they're going to walk right back out of there. Uh, Talks with her eyes, says, in my humble opinion, it's also absurd, it's funny. I absolutely agree with you. I feel like they are red-pilling people who think beyond today. They absolutely are. Again, ignore my name, LOL, I legit had no idea. Okay, I don't know know what's wrong with your name. Talks with her eyes, I mean, that's... uh, yeah, I don't see what the problem is. But anyways, I mean, there's I mean, I feel like that like uh, conjures up like a, a certain uh, uh, picture, you know, like, I mean, you know, like, isn't that like a saying like, you know, she said something with her eyes or something like that? I don't know. Um, also, Johnny W, him behind bars saying you're next. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not you're not uh, <laughs> I'm not locked in here with them. You're locked in here with me. Something to that effect. All right. But. So Fannie Willis, actually, uh, because of her actions, because of these illegal charges that she's bringing against President Trump, uh, has put herself into a bit of legal jeopardy. Because as it turns out, very recently, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp signed a bill into law just this past May that would allow for the removal of an elected district attorney from office. Now, what would that entail? Well, Senate Bill 92 established a statewide prosecuting attorney's statewide qualifications commission. It was vested with the power to investigate complaints against district attorneys and, if warranted, 
to remove them from office. Now, I know that a lot of people are going to say, well, I don't have any faith in, in this Georgia state office. I mean, you know, why would we think that they would do the right thing? I mean, Fannie Willis clearly should be removed from state office. Maybe. It takes a bunch of people like yourselves who live in the state of Georgia to reach out to them, to the prosecuting attorneys, statewide qualifications commission, and make a uh, a public on the record complaint about the activities that Fannie Willis is engaged in. So what are the grounds for discipline, removal, or involuntary retirement of a district attorney or solicitor general? These are included in the bill. First of all, mental or physical incapacity interfering with the performance of his or her duties, which is or is likely to become permanent. So think a stroke like John Fetterman. Tattooed teacher is now a monthly supporter. I sincerely appreciate that. Thank you very, very much. Uh, willful misconduct in office. I certainly think that Fannie Willis's uh, charges, especially in this in this manner, uh, would constitute willful misconduct. Uh, with respect to district attorneys specifically, willful and persistent failure to carry out duties pursuant to Code Section fifteen eighteen six. So think uh, the George Soros district attorneys who failed to prosecute uh, criminals. Uh, With respect to solicitors general, willful and persistent failure to carry out duties, conviction of a crime involving moral turpitude, well, unless Fannie Willis gets a criminal complaint herself, I don't think that's going to happen, conduct prejudicial to the administration of justice, which brings the office into disrepute. You think that she's doing that here? Because I personally do. Knowingly authorizing or permitting an assistant district attorney or assistant solicitor general to commit any act constituting grounds for removal under paragraphs one through six of this subsection. Uh, so uh, we, I think, have a, a number of different reasons here why Fannie Willis could be considered for removal from office. Now, This is obviously a fairly critical time for Fannie Willis because she's running for office again. Uh, She is a Democrat. She's uh, there in Fulton County. She's hoping to put President Trump in prison for the rest of his life, uh, barring that just to get enough publicity to continue on and get herself elected again uh, and perhaps uh, stop President Trump from coming back into office. But I think it's quite clear that all of these charges are fictitious and and fantastical at best. And uh, a Fulton County clerk uh, who posted the original fictitious online documents, I mean, that may have been a clue as to the nature of this case in its entirety. Now, Brian Kemp, that said governor of Georgia, has responded to President Trump's uh, upcoming press conference. We're going to talk about that next. President Trump has announced that he will be having a press conference next week. And in this press conference, he's going to be revealing, apparently, all of the election fraud that took place in Georgia. Obviously, this would be evidence he would be able to present in his case as well. Uh, From what President Trump said, uh, a large, complex, detailed, but irrefutable report on the presidential election fraud, which took place in Georgia, is almost complete and will be presented by me at a major news conference at 11 a.m. on Monday of next week at his home in Bedminster, New Jersey. Based on the results of this conclusive report, all charges should be dropped against me and others. There will be a complete exoneration. They never went after those that rigged the election. They only went after those who fought to find the riggers. President Trump posted that in a Truth Social post earlier today. Now, uh, I'm excited to see what this report is going to entail. 
Certainly, uh, this would be a, a, an excellent way for President Trump to force the world to listen to him uh, about his claims, our evidence of election fraud and irregularities that took place in the 2020 election. I think that in the exact same way that the January 6th case is going to allow him to adjudicate these questions in federal court, Fannie Willis has just handed us a major, major win here, allowing for the exact same thing to happen. And at the same time, it highlights just how corrupt and evil these people are uh, and that they are willing to essentially stamp all over the constitutional rights of the citizens of this country. Brian Kemp, he said the election in Georgia was not stolen. Well, Governor Kemp, show up to the press conference, uh, maybe just watch and you can see what President Trump is going to be presenting and uh, why he and we believe that the election was definitely stolen. Now, uh, some troubling things, which goes to show you the corrupt nature of this uh, system down there in Georgia. The wife, excuse me, the, the judge of that is overseeing this case, the wife of the judge overseeing this case, donated to Obama, Hillary, and to Biden, and also follows all of them on Facebook. So that appears to me like this guy has a conflict of interest. Here he is uh, cracking jokes with journalists right after signing off on the indictments of President Trump. Clearly, he's not taking this seriously. He's there for the chuckles. All right. Thanks, Sheriff. Good luck the rest of the evening. Appreciate it. You bet. That's it. Was it all you hoped it would be? <laughs> I, it was, I did get a good look. <laughs> so, you want me to leave? Um, I mean, politely and nicely, you've had a long day, but these folks can't go until you all go. I know we had talked about leaving the equipment here. Don't leave the equipment here because you're not going to want to be here tomorrow. You're welcome to be here if you don't have a Rule 22 for what's going on tomorrow. Just good old trial stuff. Fredo says Kemp is going to say whatever they tell him to after they blew up his daughter's boyfriend and then killed the guy that was investigating it. You can say that again. Brian Kemp is already controlled, and I don't think there's any possibility he's going to be changing his tune anytime soon. So clearly this judge needs to be replaced. Will they? I don't know. Uh, probably not. I think it's going to be used as another opportunity to red pill the American people just about how corrupt and broken this system is. Now, uh, I go back to a statement I made earlier in the show. What President Trump did in Georgia in 2020 is exactly what the Democrats did for Al Gore in Georgia in 2010 or 28, 2000, in the 2000 election, rather. Pardon me. Pardon me. So uh, these are the exact same tactics that were used. Uh, they challenged the election. Uh, they did things uh, to investigate the validity of the election. Um, at the time of this uh, uh, activity back in 2000, Alan Dershowitz uh, wrote a book called uh, Supreme Injustice, discussing the efforts of the Democrats to try to get Al Gore into office. You cannot start making crimes out of things that the Democrats did, he said. Tilden Hayes, John Kennedy, election 2000, election 2016, Jamie Raskin gets up and does some of the exact same things. These are political actions that the Constitution prefers us to take rather than going out into the streets and rioting. 
We're supposed to go to court. We're supposed to go to Congress. You can't make those things crimes, and you can't expand the RICO statute to now include personal political objections. But that's exactly what they've done. Clearly, Fannie Willis and the, uh, the DA's office there in Fulton County are operating outside the boundaries of the law. The testimony in this trial, especially considering the fact that it's going to be 19 defendants all at the exact same time, it's going to be explosive. The fact that this is going to be broadcast live on television, my God, you guys. This is going to be one giant red pill suppository for the people of Georgia and the people of America. And of course, I think that they're probably going to bring up the fact that Stacey Abrams and Hillary Clinton were both talking about how the Georgia election was stolen from them. Veruca says good things are going to be happening more and more. Patience is a virtue. I absolutely agree with you. Yes, uh, quiet optimism, patiently waiting to see our nation being restored. We are in the midst of it right now, guys. Now, I want to end with this video right here, and then I've got to go because i got to catch a flight. President Trump, all across America, examples of people supporting him. Now, it's funny what Shaney Rich did here. He said, thread, Donald Trump is losing support. His time is coming to an end. Now, you actually go into the thread, and it's video after video after video of this young man on the street asking people whether or not they support Trump or Joe Biden. Atlanta, Georgia, overwhelmingly, everybody supports Trump. Miami, Florida, everybody supports Trump. People of color supporting Trump. Miami, Florida, people supporting Trump. Atlanta, Georgia, whites and blacks supporting Donald Trump. Los Angeles, California, some drugged out hippie homeless dude supports Donald Trump. Los Angeles, California, a gay black dude supports Donald Trump. New York City, Manhattan, Black people supporting Donald Trump. Miami, Florida, another guy, Hustler. Look at him. He's got cards he's passing out for his mixtape. He supports Donald Trump. Same thing here. Los Angeles, California, Miami, Florida, Beach Guys. We got uh, people on the Las Vegas Strip. Miami, Florida, once again, every single place Shane Rich votes People support Donald Trump. And although I specified races and uh, and genders, the real important point here is that all people support Donald Trump. It doesn't matter what Fannie Willis does. doesn't matter what Jack Smith does. doesn't matter what any of these criminal prosecutors in the federal or state governments of our country engage in. They cannot stop the support of the people for Donald John Trump. He is the candidate of the people. He is the man that will help us deliver America back into the hands of sanity. We're going to go through the thank yous real fast over here on the Foxhole, and then we've got to go ahead and bounce out of here. Just Duckies says, cheers to a 2024 win. Filter Dog 1 says, let's go. Karen Allen dropped a cookie. J2 Dank dropped a cookie. Filter Dog 1 dropped a cookie. Karen Allen, thank you. Patriot 1776. Filter Dog 1. Porpoiseful. Doug Simey. Filter Dog. Redeemed Patriot. Sean Joe dropped a cookie. Filter Dog. Sean Joe. Filter Dog said, keep pounding with a pair of shades. Thank you, buddy. Redeemed Patriot. God can use man if it's man's will. God can end this with a wave of his hand. God will not be mocked. Amen. Just Duckies says, in times like this, we need to take the white pill. Hold fast and remain strong in God. Amen. Absolutely. Filter Dog One says, disgusting. I'm assuming that's about the uh, uh, story from Hawaii. 
Rise of Tire says, what up, RP? You have a new signature series URL. Uh, oh, okay, riseoftireusa.com forward slash redpill78. Perfect. You guys, riseoftireusa.com forward slash redpill78. You guys can get to all of the Redpill78 merch there at Rise of Tire. Lynn's over it. Thank you for the cookie. Porpoiseful, thank you for the cookie. FilterDog1 says, let's go. Sean Joe dropped a cookie. FilterDog1 says, the people that came out with Fanny look embarrassed. Yeah, I think they all know exactly what's happening. This is an embarrassment to be associated with that. I mean, it's clear that this is a bunch of fan fiction. Nakaz808, good to see you, buddy. He says, catching a live show, but I'm on the road, so I can't refill my gold pills. Aloha, good to see you. J2 Dank dropped a can. FilterDog1 says, Fanny wants to try them all at once. Yes, yes. Doesn't that sound like insanity? It's going to be the biggest show trial that's ever been broadcast on television, and it's going to be a huge red pill for people. Sean Joe dropped a cookie. So thank you very much, everybody. I have to go catch a plane because I'm going to Missouri for Mike Lindell's event. It begins tomorrow at 9 a.m. Central. Make sure that you go to LindellEvent.com. Register with the code REDPILL78 so that Mike's people know that I sent you. Don't forget to hit up the other sponsors of the show. Uh, OnenessDrops.com. Use code RP78. Also, prepare with redpill78.com. Save 25% off a one-month supply of food. And then mypillow.com. Use code RP78 to save up to 80% off of all of Mike Lindell's amazing products. Until tomorrow, good luck. God bless. We'll see you then.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.